Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Outside Voice Studios podcast. I'm your host, Bo Spencer. Today is Friday, May 10th. It's been a while since we've been back in action. Our last podcast was with the homie Deadbeat Hero. Um, really loved that episode. Uh, enjoyed talking to him. We have a couple amazing guests that I'm just waiting on. Trust me, man. We've got some amazing people just sitting in the queue. You know, as artists, we're all bouncing around the world, painting murals. Everybody's really busy on their own work. So trying to get a hold of these guys. I mean, I've got one person that's in Brazil, another that's in England, another that's, uh, you know, from Nairobi, Kenya. So everybody's working right now. This is a busy time of year going into the summer. Um, but yeah, so today on the episode is just going to be me. I'm just going to be catching up with you guys. I don't feel like I've done that in a while. And um yeah, life is uh oh, life is good. I um it's been a busy couple weeks. Um I just got back from LA. Uh, I just got home to the studio from doing a couple murals downtown LA in the uh, arts district at my friends um at arts district locals uh and my homie Biz at Biz323. Uh, down there in the uh, art district, my homie Armin, um, he's got the 1908 loft and also the Seton loft. These guys basically have an entire warehouse uh, that's been taken over. It's got lofts inside, but they're these huge artist lofts, so there's plenty of blank walls. They're trying to really, you know, show out while they've got, um, while they while they have this opportunity. So. Uh, me, myself, uh, and a couple other artists, we're going to be painting, uh, we're going to be covering the entire inside, man, like, really, if I, if it w- if I had it my way, every white wall would be covered with a new mural, um, I'm trying to bring in JP Murals, the homie, I'm trying to bring in Kiptoe, Levi Ponce, a couple of real heavy hitters, man, and, uh, these cats have been all over the place and super busy, which is, you know, another thing, I, uh, you know, work gets crazy. What you want to do, you know, also gets crazy. And it's like, um, I'll finish a canvas piece and that'll inspire 10 more canvas pieces. Or I'll do one of my deconstructed, uh, sculptural pieces and that will inspire three more of those. Uh, and, and then you've got to think about, oh, well shit, I want to do stickers, prints and all that stuff because we got to make a little bit of money on the side. But for me personally, I've been bouncing around doing murals for the past couple months. It's been an interesting year, man. At the beginning of the year, every friggin' thing I did, um, every mural I did got painted over either because of permit issues or because of permission from the building owner. I mean, and that, and that's something that I want to tell clients. It's like, guys, when you reach out to an artist to do a job, we're going to put our heart and soul into this job. Um, sometimes the paint comes out of pocket, you know, we're, we're happy to do murals and get paid for it, of course. But, um, sometimes, you know, you've got to, if somebody gives you great wall space, you got to come down on your price just because boom, man, I've got some shit in the sketchbook that's just been sitting here and I want to get out and do it. So if somebody offers me a wall, um, or if, if somebody hits me up saying that they want a wall and I hit them with a price that might be a little bit too high for their budget, um, I might come back to him within the next week and be like, you know what, let's let, let's do 50% of that budget and then let me just do anything I want, which is another thing when it comes to murals um, wh- the clients should know. Well, whenever you're hiring an artist, it, you know, it's either a commercial thing or you're hiring an artist, I feel like. And uh, so you either want an artist to come in and paint your logo with a couple, you know, cool effects or you want art you know you want you want somebody else to come in and bring their flavor their vibe their color schemes into your place of business or to your home or something like that and uh, that's another place where you know if you're a person that's if you're a client out there that's wanting a wall done at least if you're thinking about having me do it I'm willing to go down on my price for more creative freedom you know it um it allows me to 
you know, the back and forth a lot of times between a client. A client doesn't always really know what they want, and the artist doesn't really always know how to articulate what the client needs. Sometimes we just got to get in there and create it, just get in there and paint. So, uh, you know, I mean, when it comes to commission work and collaboration on that kind of a scale, it's a, there's a lot that goes into it. And then the second that you start adding money to the, uh, yeah, that's another crazy thing. A lot of the, a lot of the things that I've never had permission to do were a few of the things that I did out in the streets that weren't necessarily legal, let's say. Um, I never got in trouble for any of that, but the second that these dollar signs have been attached to these murals I've been painting, um, then ever the city wants a little piece of that money, you know, um, it, it gets really strange. And then, you know, for an artist to be like, okay, well, I finished this mural, it's time for you to pay me, you know, or, and for me, for any other emerging artists out there, people that are on the come up, always get a deposit up front. You know, the deposit at least covers your lunch, it covers your gas to get there and covers a couple cans of paint. Um, and then it keeps you from being completely fucked over by people, you know, and it's going to happen, man. You know, the first the first little bit that you do things um, and start painting murals and get out there before you have a serious name behind you, man, you're just going to get screwed over. You know, you're going to get taken advantage of. And that's how it is until you get smart on the game and until, you know, people start telling you, yo, make sure that you've got a consignment contract with these people. Make sure that they pay you in full. Make sure that, you know, you have there's a criteria that people need and, you know, a checklist that people have to go through before we can even do business nowadays and um to a lot of people that might sound uppity and you know really you know anal but we've got to protect ourselves as artists because a lot of people act like we just do this for fun you know and yes this is this is fun you know we're lucky that this isn't you know it's not an accounting job or it's not it's not you know something that we're uh, struggling to do it's not you know we enjoy we enjoy our work, you know, that at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to get at. But that also means that our work should be valued. We should value ourselves as artists and um, we should be able to make a living just like anybody else out there, you know. Um, so uh, murals have uh, this year has been wild with that. Um, but luckily, so uh, I just finished painting downtown L.A. at the homies lofts. And uh, they were interior murals, so hopefully they'll be around for at least a week or so. Who the fuck knows, man? That's how that's how this game goes. Um, I, it's funny. I painted the week before. I painted the exterior of the building. Um, on the outside of one of my friend's places, he's looking to turn it into a gallery. And uh, of course, man, you know, you spend a hundred dollars on you know eight or nine cans of spray paint, and then you go and then you hit up a wall, and then you hop in the car and drive home and act like everything's gravy. Thank God that you got those photos, but um. Yeah, man, I, I left less than 24 hours and it was already tagged over by just some garbage shit, you know, um, it is what it is. The, again, the the impermanence of this graffiti and street art game. I mean, I learned I learned my lesson with all that back in Sunken City. Um, but OK, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about photos and Instagram and social media and stuff like that. You've, you guys have heard me talk to my my previous guests about um, pros and cons to social media, Instagram and how they help and hurt. Uh, for me, I, I really love Instagram. Of course, it's like a, it's like a uh, digital portfolio. That's where everybody's at. You know, it's, it's show and tell for artists right now. Um, the only thing that I have against it is that, you know, artists spend hours, days creating these amazing murals and then, People are scrolling through their Instagram, double tap, and then it's gone, you know? They scroll past it, 
they give it five or six seconds, if that, maybe just like a split second and then it's gone, you know, and, and a lot of times these murals that you're looking at are huge, man, multiple story murals, I mean, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars of paint and supplies and uh, all that that goes into it, and people see it through their four, four inch, five inch iPhone screen, and a lot of times it's a cracked iPhone, and then they just double tap it, and then on to the next, you know, and that's really difficult, uh, you know, being the artist, being like, shit, man, I put so much time into this, um, nobody really knows what goes into it, and I guess that leads into YouTube, where that um that really has a, a solid foundation, and and uh, it's a tool that we can use as artists. I just started um you know at the beginning of this year, I've been working on a couple, or uh, I started releasing YouTube videos, made a YouTube channel, and um thanks to the help of my friend Victor Lewis, and then also Brandon Yavis, they were both uh, photographers and editors that helped me on my vid- videos. Guys, I do not own a camera. I am not the type of person. I mean, this podcast is great because it gives me an opportunity to sit down and learn something new and um, especially on, you know, as far as editing and stuff like that goes. But I don't have the attention span to sit down and, you know, maybe maybe that's just me bitching and making an excuse for myself. But right now where I'm at uh, to to create videos and all that, I just don't have the time Um, to do it myself. You know, I've got time to do the creating and everything on that end. But uh, you know, I mean, there's a million things going on, you know, um, but I think that YouTube is a great tool, I think that, um, you know, people like Kipto do a great job, and they end up getting sponsorship, Doke TV, um, you know, a, a million people out there, you know, a lot of podcasts and stuff like that have the YouTube, um, aspect, which I would love to do for the podcast in the near future, I'd love for us to have a video, um, aspect or live stream aspect of the podcast, and those are all things that'll come with time, um, I have not given up on this podcast, I will not give up on the podcast, just because it's my passion project, I really enjoy it, um, it allows me to connect with people that I care about, look up to, and respect, you know, um, that's another thing where I'm at in my career right now. I'm hitting the sketchbook super heavy. You know, I listen to I listen to a lot of comedians and a lot of comedian podcasts. And, you know, they talk about uh, open micers and stand-ups early on in their career, how they can just get up and they can write off the top of their head and they can, you know, just get up there and do crowd work and do things to please the crowd. They can get by, you know, you can get by with that for a little while, but then the river runs dry and then you've really got to you know, you got to sit down, you've got to, you've got to discipline yourself, you've got to conquer that resistance, you got to sit down and write, you've got to sit down and sketch and draw and, you know, uh, sit in front of that blank screen, that blank piece of paper, that blank canvas, that shit's scary as hell, um, and that's, that's resistance, you know, um, and just defeating that, you know, and that's, that's where everything gets done, it's doing the work, which, speaking of, do the work, it's, uh, it's a book that I recently read, um, short, I think it's like 120 pages max, uh, but it's by Stephen Pressfield, Do the Work. He also wrote um, The War of Art, which is all about resistance, um, inspiration for artists, and the muse, and uh, it, it's it's a great insight on our creative process on and on things that we should be doing uh, better and things that, you know, habits that we need to leave behind, and it's all about attitude and how we think about things, so... Um, I think that that's a really cool book. I'm going to start reading it at the beginning of every month just to get my mind right and just to keep me, you know, moving in the right direction. Um, let's see. I have also, this week I also had the interview with Voyage LA Magazine that dropped. Um, 
I don't do a whole lot of press. I don't do a whole lot of media. Like I said in my Instagram post, you never know. Um, you never know what people's agendas are. You never know if what you're saying is going to be misunderstood or taken out of context. Um, especially if it's a questionnaire interview, a questionnaire interview, or it's an email back and forth interview or something like that. You know, um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to those things. And, you know, it ultimately comes down to the magazine or whoever is, uh, is featuring you. And it it comes down to the editor, what they decide to pick and choose. But Voyage LA did an amazing job. Um, thank you guys for letting me share my story. Um, it was really interesting. I don't, you know, somebody asks you about your story and shit, it's, I'm so wrapped up in my journey, I'm working, you know, I'm on to the next thing, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working on a sketch, I'm working on, uh, paintings, mural, whatever, blah, 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 I'm doing, I'm not thinking about the things that I've done, and it's, it's really interesting when somebody asks you your story, and it's like, Jesus Christ, man, um, I could go on for hours about my story, so what I did, I just started from the past 10 years, and uh, that was basically me being in Orlando, um, getting in a little bit of trouble with the police, which I'm going to talk about that in a second. And then, you know, uh, working odd and end jobs and then ending up at Hilton, working sales uh, and commu- sales and marketing for a couple years, quitting with them, getting hired on by the artist studio in Orlando um, and doing scenic art and set design for the Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. Um, it was, it's interesting. We did, we did set, set design and scenic art for, um, for several amusement parks, Gatorland in Orlando on International Drive also. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it it wasn't, um, congruent. It wasn't parallel with what I wanted to be doing. You know, I wanted to be doing my work. I didn't want to do necessarily what a company had laid out or what an art director can come in and tell me this is right this is wrong I'm uh you know I especially at the time I was 24 25 so I was so wrapped up in trying to do my own work trying to create something original you know just uh just chomping at the bit to get out there and and have Bo Spencer be the artist and be on the forefront and not just be you know, another guy slinging cement inside of the soundstage. So that was interesting. It was a learning experience. I learned a lot that I take into doing murals and handling business today. It's honestly, um, uh, the, the guy that I worked for introduced me to podcasts before that. I never really listened to it. It was always, always music heavily in my studio, but now I like throwing on a podcast and, um, it's and that's why I have my podcast today. It's uh it's pretty cool. I no longer speak to that guy. No disrespect. Um things just didn't go properly. Um and again, that goes back to me being young, dumb and just, you know, dying to get the hell out of Orlando, Florida because this is I got this job once I'd come back from LA um for the first time and I knew that I wanted to go to California. Like that was a guarantee. So that was the next move. And what I did in between that for the year was kind of just preparing for that time and for that move. Um, but uh, anyway, so I worked with um, Universal Studios doing the Halloween Horror Nights Haunted Houses. Um, and when I got in trouble uh, with police, I, substance abuse issues, depression, those things, um, they followed me uh, from high school. I, um, you know, just having bad habits, hanging around the wrong people, um, being, uh, just not knowing really where you wanted to go, what your purpose was, or, or for me, I didn't know where I wanted to go, what my purpose was, you know, being in Kentucky, nobody, 
nobody was looking at me struggling and saying, <clears throat> you know what, all, all these problems that you're going through is because of the way that you're thinking. And if you put your passion and your efforts towards, you know, painting and becoming an artist, then, you know, you, you could probably save yourself from a lot of these troubles that you're going through. But I didn't have that. And, um, it's, you know, shit, everything happens for a reason. Again, in the article, I say I wouldn't change a thing if it meant that I wouldn't be where I was today. And I'm extremely grateful for everything that's happened to me. Um, super humbling, you know. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a wild, wild road. But yeah, so the 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 uh magazine feature was interesting being able to look back into that you know the past decade um being in Orlando going through working with Hilton quitting there working with the art studio quitting that and then um just doing live art and uh saving up money and then driving across across the country and um in the article I also talk about Sunken City being my training ground I talk about um my early days in Venice you know I mean that was where I that was really where I cut my teeth and where I got my start I mean every morning I'd wake up I probably didn't have enough gas um in my car just to even get to Venice uh definitely not to get back so I would you know load up all the canvases that I had finished I'd have a table I had my dolly and everything and I would set up a ta- you know I'd drive out there set up a table early in the morning and stay there until I had enough money for a burger a beer and some gas money home and uh that was uh you, you know it, it was great I love those times getting sunburned hassled by bums eating up by sandflies all that good shit um it, it's uh it, it's super crazy to think how much how much has happened in such a small amount of time? I mean, that was five years ago, uh, four years ago. I've been out in L.A., um, out in Cali for about five years now. Yeah, five and a half, something like that. I mean, it's it's wild. I turn I turn 29 in June, and I'm looking 30, like, dead in the face, just like, holy shit, I got a lot that I want to finish before I get to that point, but... um. It's uh it's it's been an interesting road. Um press is always interesting. Um Voyage LA, they were great. Thank you guys so much um for handling my story with respect. Um it was great. And it's one of those things uh the magazine is cool because at the end they always ask you to suggest like five other people, like three or five, three to five other people that are inspirational to you and uh what what they do. But so it, it's going to be cool. It's kind of like the pay it forward thing. I'm looking forward to seeing a couple of my friends, the people that I suggested get on there and uh i guess i got on um i got suggested to be featured because of the homie danny wise fool over at wise fool um check them out on instagram uh that's at wise fool and uh the homie danny wise fool um he's got a really awesome company they do beach cleanups they're all uh they're a sustainable brand they make everything out of recycled uh materials uh they're just great people you know um, but yeah, so it, it's one of those pay it forward kind of companies and, um, I'm really looking forward to it. It was the first interview, first press that I got to mention outside voice studios, which is exciting. Um, we've been around for, you know, we're going on two years now. Uh, we were established in 2017 and geez, we've come a long way. Uh, man, there's so much, you know, there's so much work to do always, but I'm uh I'm confident we're we're mo- moving in a cool direction, working on a lot of great stuff right now. Me and my friend Dave Jimenez, um, at Am I Right on Instagram, he's been on the podcast before. Me and him are working on a OVS zine, so it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be an illustrated uh, short collection of short stories, comics, and poems, haikus, stuff like that. But we're gonna mix photography from the uh, from one of my friends, A Smith, from uh, some of his Cincinnati street photography. He's been 
been using 35 millimeter and film cameras and all this cool stuff. And then um, my friend, am I right, Dave? He does all the writing, and then me, I'll do some of the illustration, or we'll drop, uh, we'll do some overlays with it on top of my abstract work. But it's uh, it'll probably be like a 10 to 15, 20 page, a little short, um, short booklet. You know, we're gonna have it available online for sale. It's probably just you know cheap, around five bucks, something, nothing crazy. But if you buy the uh, if you buy the zine, then there's gonna be free stickers. There's gonna be a signed print, limited edition from me. Um, there's also gonna be like a raffle ticket that gets you into our OVS art events. If we have live art battles in downtown LA, that'll get you in. Give you an auction ticket. Also get you a couple tacos and maybe a beer if you're nice. Um, we'll, we'll figure all that out. But yeah, so the zine, it's going to be super cool. We'll have a digital version also, but then the limited edition of like 25 runs of each of the booklets, which you guys can order online on our website, outsidevoicestudios.com. Those will be used, you know, it, it's a collectible. It's it's going to be a collectible piece. And in the future, man, we're going to have denim jackets for sale at the um, art shows that we do. And then every art show that we have uh, is going to have like a limited edition patch or it's going to be a show specific um, button that you can, you know, it's going to be a, a collectible collector's piece type of deal you know it's going to be cool we're going to create like a little ovs club of outsiders so i'm really looking forward to that also um let's see i mean that's uh that's man we've been all over the place this this year um life's good though we're moving forward um i've got a couple pieces on my personal website bowspencer.com um okay so shipping when it comes to shipping um and buying a painting online why should why should you buy a painting directly from an artist instead of buying it from a gallery or something like that well let me tell you it's because the artist gets a hundred percent of what the prices you know of what they get paid for if you if you go into a gallery and you buy a painting for say a thousand dollars 500 of that goes directly to the gallerist and the gallery the curator whoever and then the other five i mean it's it's kind of crazy i don't um I haven't done a solo show with a gallery yet. I've done a couple featured shows. But for me right now, I just don't... It doesn't make sense to me, man. I'd rather sell directly to my clients, to my collectors, um, you know, and have a relationship with the people that are putting my art on the wall. You know, it's a lot of times... And even that, man, I've sold a lot of art just off Instagram or just off the website. And I never know where those paintings end up going. You know, shout out to my clients and collectors that take photos with the work, um, that take photos with the paintings, um, hanging in their house, stuff like that. Um, that's super great, man. And you guys should do that. You know, support the artist and then also, you know, spread love, uh, you know, spread the photos, share the photos on Instagram, social media, stuff like that. Especially if you're happy with a painting, you know, because there's an artist out there that put a hella hours and hella energy and inspiration into coming up with that piece for you. So, you know, it's just about reciprocating the positive energy. Um, but yeah, uh, so when it comes to you know, you can buy a painting uh, from people in person, you know, if they have a pop-up shop, which I'm looking to do in downtown LA pretty soon. I'll keep you guys posted on that. But if you buy it online, if you buy it online from me, then shipping is going, you know, shipping shipping a painting can be a pain in the ass and very expensive, very quick. And, uh, you know, I, um, I've gotten it down to a pretty good formula where I pack everything super safe. Um, so I, I've had trouble in my first couple years when it came to shipping, you know, 
the client would be surprised at how much it cost. I would be surprised at how much it cost. And I quoted them way under what it was. Say I quoted them $50 for a huge, you know, 30 by 40 canvas that weighs, you know, a ton and um, add the shipping uh, materials, packing materials on top of that. So a piece that should, that I quoted $50 for shipping ends up being 150 on my end. So I end up coming $100 out of pocket. And uh, that's just how it is sometimes. You know, you live and you learn. So now on my website, uh, pretty much for every painting under 30 by 40, I have, I've got a $20 flat rate shipping fee. Now, $20, that sounds expensive if you're buying a book or if you're buying something off Amazon, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if you're buying a piece of art, you want it shipped to you safely. So what I do is I usually give it two or three layers of bubble wrap. I usually toss in a handful of stickers, a signed print, and then a handwritten uh, thank you note because you guys are awesome. But I'll wrap it in bubble wrap, probably give it two or three layers. I'll um, cover it in craft, in the brown craft paper just to give it a little bit more uh, strength. And then I'll, put, I'll box it up. You put cardboard around it, blah, 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 and then tape it in to make sure it's, you know, super safe and tight. Um but that's that's the process and a lot of times the bubble wrap the packing tape and the um and the craft paper a lot of times that's $20 right there you know so um to people that are looking at buying paintings or or looking at buying people's art and then they go on the website and they see that shipping is you know $20 or above don't be shocked by that you know and $20 flat rate for shipping that's that's pretty damn good, you know, especially for the United States um, area, stuff like that. Of course, it goes up if, if we're doing international shipping, but um, yeah, shipping, you know, guys, if you're collecting art, just keep the artist in mind also, you know, we, we're creating things from scratch. This didn't just come out of nowhere. It wasn't printed off a computer and then just shipped to you, you know, so um, yeah, just uh, you know, respect the artist, respect yourselves, make sure that if you're going to spend 400, 500, 600 to a thousand dollars on a painting, then a hundred bucks for shipping, safe shipping at that point really isn't anything. And really, you know, especially, especially if the artist is giving you certificates of authenticity, if we're giving you, you know, a handful of goodies on top of that stickers, blah, 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 you know, it's, um, work with us, we'll work with you. And, um, yeah, you know, e even if you got a problem with shipping, message me directly. You know, it depends on what day of the week it is. If I'm in a good mood, shit, you might get free shipping. So message me directly if you see a cool painting online that you really like. And, um, yeah, we'll put the pieces together, guys. We can figure it out. Um, but, yeah, so that, for me, that's about it right now. I, um... Yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm deep in the sketchbook. I've got like five sketchbooks out in front of me right now. And I'm just trying to organize pieces for upcoming murals, upcoming canvases. Um, this year, we're going to get some t-shirts, some cool stuff popping off for you guys. But um, yeah, so quick shout out, shout out to Art District um, Locals. Um, that's at Art District Locals. Shout out to Biz over at at Biz323. Shout out to Armin at iFly at Night. Shout out to uh, the 1908 Loft. Um, you know, we, there's just a million people to be grateful for. Shout out to Voyage LA. Thank you guys for everything. And um, yeah, be ready for more. This is, uh, it's going to be a good year. We're almost halfway through. How crazy is that? It's, um, it's been a good one so far and we're only getting better. So thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing day. Be ready for us to come back with some hot guests. I'm telling you, we're bringing the fire. Just be patient and uh, yeah, everybody have an awesome weekend. Be safe. We love you.